Hey all and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and this is part of our remastered series where we go back, clean up some of the audio from our old episodes. Uh, this episode might be the first one that we realized that we were talking over each other and tried to curtail that. Uh, it's quite hard in a normal conversation. A lot of people are naturally talking over each other and I have a bad habit of doing it myself. So it's something really hard to kind of scale back on in general. But in podcasting, when multiple people are talking for the microphone, it's just increasing the volume and it could peak very easily. But I believe in this episode is our first one where I think we might have addressed it beforehand. Like, hey, guys, try to like go one at a time. And uh, we're learning. You could tell that we're learning. Another thing to keep in mind is we're in a kitchen right now in these episodes. We're in, in a dining room, really, attached to a kitchen with a refrigerator next to us. I keep bringing the refrigerator because it was such a pain to take out with the old technology that we had. Um, so there's a lot of echo bouncing off the walls. We didn't have, we didn't even know what echo cancellation and sound diffusion and all the stuff I have right now around me. We didn't have those tools back then. We didn't know really what they were. We're, but definitely an improvement over the last, uh, what, four episodes that, we, that you guys had just listened to? Welcome to the top five for women role models in film. Uh, that's our, that's our topic today, guys. And we're going to see how we do it. We got four of us here today. I'm your moderator, Frank. We have Squeaks. Hi, guys. You can find me at Martin71209 on Twitter. That plug. <laughs> Jonathan. Hey, this is Jonathan. And Daniel. Hey, this is Daniel. That's Daniel. All right. So, uh, <laughs> women role models in movies. Uh, this one, it, it was a bit of a difficult one. We wanted to kind of challenge ourselves on this one. Uh, we picked it out of the tough war from Walmart. And um, I decided to go with someone I could sit my kids down and show, like, this is a good person to try to emulate in your number, life. Number five. Right. Well, I'm saying in general, when I, when I made yeah, my list. Okay. And I wanted to make sure to not work off of violence too much because it's easy to say, like, oh, you go with the bride from Kill Bill. She's a badass. Nobody's going to stop her. Yeah. She also, like, made more blood than any, you know, she, yeah. she, was, she was a mess. It's mm -hmm. not somebody that is a role model. Yeah. Unless, I right. Mean, she's a strong feminist character, spot. some will say, but she's not necessarily a good role model. So I just kind of want to make that distinction. Yeah. When you're, when you're upset with life, you don't just go chopping people's heads off. You know, and bulk, right? But that would be... I mean, maybe we... A reasonable... Good, but, you know, don't, don't teach your daughter that. Right. <laughs> effective or son. Effective. Yeah. True. But, all right. So, my number five, all right, Gracie Hart, played by Sandra Bullock in The Great Miss Congeniality. Uh, okay. Uh, I loved her. I love that movie in general. Good movie. Yeah, I even like the sequel. Breaking the barriers of gender and whatnot, right? Like, or the uh, expectations. Yeah, the, the antiquated expectations of gender definitely broke those. Um, and what's nice is she don't give a fuck about what she thinks she is. She's who she is. It was really cool. Um, and another good thing about this movie, and it's kind of just a good example overall, is the bad guy is a woman, too. A spoiler alert. The bad guy is a woman. <laughs> She's Murphy Brown. I don't know her real name. Murphy Brown. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was really cool. She showed that like, uh, and it, she was able to stand up for anybody, and she was just really brave, really honest person. She's she's very, very honest. That's what I really liked about her. She said what was on her mind. She was literally miscongeniality. She was just super nice to She, she did was, steal a donut. Let's not well sugarcoat that. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Donut theft off the list. No. <laughs> but I unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Unless unless it was morning, you're like, oh thank God for you stealing all these donuts for me. <laughs> true. If she's working for you, be cream. Yeah. now we're talking about you know, uh, what's that? Ocean's 8 or whatever the new one coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that. I'm kind of excited for that. Me too, me too. Yeah. 
All right, so that was my number five. Squeaks, what do we got for your number All five? Right, my number five is Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I want to see some explanations. Um, <laughs> real life lessons. Uh, a lot of metaphors, but like a spoonful of sugar. Um, basically, is I mean, the way you interpret it, at least I do, is that no matter how hard life can be, uh, something unpleasant can be a little easier when you have something pleasant in that your way also. Okay, it was like, so, oh, I got fired from my job today. But yeah. then, you, you know, my friends family. come, yeah, okay. you go on family, and then they come for you. I thought so. literally just has spoons full of sugar. I have been doing this all wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, do umbrellas not work like that? Oh, I've got I've got some friends that have issues. Then. <laughs> <laughs> They've already uh, died. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe she taught us that change is not always bad. That she was able to come into this broken household. Yeah. I don't want to say broken, but different. And then sing some songs, be teaching these kids lessons, and then leaving it, uh, the house in a better in a better way, too. You know? Okay. Um, taught us how to share with the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. I think there was a song, like, uh, oh, it was a song with the birds, but it's about... Basically, the kids were wondering when they saw this uh, woman in the park that she was oh, feeding. Yeah. yeah, she was feeding um, food to the birds, and they're like, "Oh, she has nothing herself." But even someone that has nothing is able to give, and that means a lot more. Just like the um, what's that saying? Like a dollar to someone um, homeless is worth more. Giving it up for something is worth more than a millionaire giving like a million dollars away. Mm. I don't know the math on that. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's like it's a, it means like a more to that. That's yeah. how economy works, yeah. right? Yeah, it exactly. means it means more that that one person's willing to give everything they have instead of just like someone yeah. just pushing yeah. it. So it's a major sacrifice for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, taught us that in every job you can always find an element of fun. Yeah, because I, I mean, we know me and Daniel know the type of work we do. Yeah, you just <laughs> so it's you know, at least if you make it fun. Then it just makes it easier to update. I mean, gay, gay porn's kind of fun already, right? <laughs> I mean, you guys are professionals, yes. but. <laughs> That's a spoonful of something you else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and okay. <laughs> and, uh, also, the, uh, I would say, uh, what is the big one is that the right imagination can always accomplish a dream that you always had yeah. or want to do. Uh, I need to watch the Mary Poppins you watch. <laughs> <laughs> like the songs? Good movie. I didn't take away so many life lessons. Yeah, yeah you gotta look deeper into it. <laughs> I, I done messed up. I thought maybe I'll be a chimney sweep Real someday. They <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was watching like, it sober. I think that's the and now it's like you cannot burn your chimney on this day. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, real life. Uh, real life. Um, I guess. Uh, mm, real life examples. Robot. Yeah. Robot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Examples. Yeah. All right, John. Let's get your number five. Number five. So my number five is a younger lady, a girl. Um, she teaches you that you could stand up to bullies. Uh, don't just put up with the way the world is. Uh, that all of us have a little something unique and special and great inside of us. Yeah. Uh, especially when people have abusive households that you don't have to put up with that. And, you know, you can do better. You deserve better. Um, so my number five is Matilda, uh, mm. played by Mara Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. It was an instant classic. Um, I don't know. I mean, of course, as a kid, you like the whole, she's got magic power, so now she could beat up the parents or the, the bullies. I loved the principal. Yeah. <laughs> Trudge Bold. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got the name. Okay, good job. Yeah. I saw her picture earlier. I was like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just like, I mean, they 
they give her these you know magic telekinesis abilities or whatever uh to like give her power over other people give her a, a hand up but through that it teaches you that you know even the other kids you know that don't have these abilities can't stand up for themselves and uh just not to settle for what you have but you know fight for what you deserve okay so i think she's a good role model for kids one thing I'm learning is I'm not paying attention to movies. <laughs> no. yeah. I thought I thought Danny DeVito was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the principal was pretty crazy, and I want powers. I didn't see a role model. That's pretty good. All right, Daniel, what do we got, man? All right, my number five is from an animated film. Oh, nice, nice. Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, oh, oh, nice. Man. Okay. That one forever. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Used to love this movie when I was younger. Um, about a 13 year old girl who's a witch. Mm-hmm. And when you turn 13, well, in that, in that, uh, what I say, movie, whatever, yeah. uh, they would have to just fly and find a new town and start a new life. So a 13 year old girl flying by herself, starting a new life, finding new friends. I mean, I think that's a role model for every kid. Just because, like, she's strong. Kids don't run away from home. Not to leave that. Not like that, but But if you have uh, your parents that always move around different in different cities and stuff, that's kind of the same thing. There's thing you have to start brand new somewhere. Yeah, like if you're a military kid or something like that, you always have to find your homes. That's a good one. Oh, man, I'm really glad that we have so many different situations. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, my number four. We're on number four now. Okay, I can't. I know I'm going to mess this name up. Cher Horowitz. As a kid, I never knew the name. It's uh, Alicia Silverstone's character in Clueless. Uh, okay, the 1995 Clueless. film. Come on, you guys remember that? Am I the only person to watch Clueless? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I've got a few years on you kids, I guess. So, anyways, Clueless from 1995. Oh, I remember that movie. Okay, yeah. Um, she was this girl in high school who had two other friends that were with her. And, uh, yeah, and uh, and it was like the kind of their... Their, their life in that last year of high school. Um, but one thing that's really cool is if you were to just walk in on somebody watch this movie, you're like, oh, it's like Mean Girls or it's just about the popular girl in school. But if you actually like listen to the dialogue, she was trying to um, be positive about change for the world. She was... Uh, the, the whole movie actually had a very good outtake on sexuality and whether or not you're ready to have sex or not and stuff like that. And I thought they really handled everything very well. In, in, in the disguise of your your typical teen movie was actually some really good morals of how to be a responsible person becoming an adult. And and you wouldn't think so when you first watch when you first look at it. But it was, yeah. it was very good. I really liked it. All right, so Squeaks, let's hear your number four. All right, number four would be Sherry from Black Panther. Um, oh, I love her so much. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Uh, besides, I really like uh, how all the females in the movie show like the love and de- uh, devotion to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with her... She she's not the warrior, but she becomes a warrior. I, I always say becomes a warrior using her brain. Yeah, she's uh, in the last in the last scene. She's fighting, but she's using the technology technology she made those arm cannons. Yeah, and shoots off. So she's really not like this physical crazy Wakanda women that are out there. But she's winning these battles by using smarts. Um, I like how she's super. Uh, her knowledge for. Science and Vibranium. Um, she was, I think she's the main, well, currently the main reason that Wakanda is changing 
So what I do I like is how that. they're all able to keep the same traditions. I wish we could do this like in our worlds and lives, whatever. Keep these crazy or awesome traditions that they always have and love, but advance as a, I don't know, what do you call it? Continent, colony, whatever they're from. What yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's considered a country. A country. I don't know what it I'm trying like. to remember in the comic books. I know they mentioned it a lot of times, but I can't remember. Um, Next country. Uh, I think it also will, in the very last scene, she's able to, not able to, but she shows that she has a passion for changing and teaching, With the, especially when the ship drops on that basketball court, and then the kids are like, whoa, what's this? And then she kind of looks at uh, T'Challa, like, oh, well, I'm going to kind of like have the excitement of like, I'm going to teach these kids what she it's all about. She has passion for, yeah, for yeah. science. And if that's something you want to see in every young person, or generally in everybody, to have a passion for science. And still has hold strong to her heritage. She, right. although um, I think it's Navy Mokombo, the, the 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 other tribe, the like the gorilla tribe. Yeah, he was kind of mocking her for not holding to their traditions to a degree that he is. Uh-huh. But I think she did it very well. She did a very good job. Right. Well, too. yeah, and I mean, it's kind of for them common sense. They have to advance with the world. The world's advancing, and yeah. you're not going to. And they they were inclusionists or exclusionists. So and mm-hmm. now they're trying to become world players and help the world in total. Yeah. So they need somebody like her who. Is happy to step that foot outside of Ricardo's borders, you know? Yeah. She's just becoming a warrior without using that raw strength, but with her brain. I think it, it will show uh, for like a younger generation in real life that it doesn't always take this crazy warrior woman to become strong, but you could be strong mentally and cause damage using smarts instead of just power, like strength power. Yeah. And it's a cool side thing in the comic book. She actually becomes Black Panther for a while. Oh really? And she's an awesome Black Panther too. Mm-hmm. She goes Black Panther for the well. She her her cosmic. She has like the fur around the neck collar and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. It's really good. Yeah, so, yeah, so she's definitely number four for me. All right, John. What do we got for number four? All right, my number four. So my I wanted my top five to be a little bit different from each other too. So they're kind of a variety of categories. So okay. yeah, they're yeah they're they're all great. Um, my number four. She she's fearless. Uh, she takes on a lot, especially for her age. Uh, she kind of helps bridge the worlds of uh, you know our world and the, the afterlife, um, and she fights for good no matter you know who who it is, which is you know intimidating for a young adult, I guess. Um, so my number four is Lydia from Beetlejuice, played by White. Oh man. man! All right, all right. So ah, you know, she's, she's a young woman. She's you know super young, and she, her family's kind of weird. So she's. Feels alienated in her family. The normal teen angst. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, but this whole thing with like ghosts in her house, she is totally willing to embrace it when most people would be freaking out like a lot of horror movies with ghosts and pulling the blankets over their head and hiding or calling in, uh, what do you call that? Uh, Pol- no, Pol- not Poltergeist. Oh, uh, Exorcist. Exorcist, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, which her mom ended up, ended up doing, but. Uh, just the fact that she's able to take that on, so she's you know fearless, able to to confront that, and in the end, you know she helps the the family that was living there. That though they're ghosts, you'd think they're oh my god, they're from another world, they're aliens, you know they're they're not normal for me. I need to fight them off from, or whatever. Yeah. They need to get the hell out of my house is what most people would think, but she sees it as we're here invading their house, and I need to do what I can to help them. Yeah, and so and it's really weird because when you first meet her, you think she would have zero emotion, zero feeling, mm-hmm. and it's just that she's she's cool with the outsiders. Yeah, she's an ambassador for the outsiders or whatever. You know, exactly. That's a good one. I really like her in the animated 
cartoon. You remember the animated cartoon, Beetlejuice cartoon? Oh, man. Heck yeah. It's a lot more Beetlejuice. Yeah. But uh, she's in that. She's a lot easier to uh, draw him than to, to <laughs> yeah. make up him, right? Yeah. Or animate him back then. Yeah. She had to go up against all the family members that didn't really believe her, too, though, right? Yeah. 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 Getting wrong. All right, Daniel, what do we got for your number four? All right. Uh, my number four is uh, Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh man. I like the, I like those stories. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh she's badass. Uh <laughs> well, yeah. She's amazing. Uh she's very strong. Uh pretty much she pretty much uh took over the the spot for her sister because her sister got called into the games. Yeah. And she pretty much sacrificed myself uh herself for mm. it. And uh she pretty much like throughout all the films she started uh, finding herself a lot more, she started becoming a leader because yeah. towards the end they needed a strong uh, person to lead the war in, yeah. in the districts. I actually haven't seen the last one. Oh <laughs> man! But I, uh, I know, I know. She shouldn't be on your list because she changes a lot of things in the last one. Oh really? I didn't know. No, but, she she's still a good leader, but oh, I she, could spoil it for you if you want me. No, no, no. That's Needless to say, she is a good leader. Yeah, she is a good yeah. leader. I mean, the last one I've seen, she was starting to be, become a leader. She took out. They used her in the, I think the last one you probably saw, if you saw the set, because the third one, there's four, the last book they split it to. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the third movie, they're using her as like a propaganda piece yeah. to, to pitch District 12. District 12 or 13? Uh, forgive me if I'm not, I think maybe 13. Um, but yeah, so the, the last one you should really watch. It's It's a good one. Um, yeah, I think I seen part one. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. That means you like the Katniss from part one. Yeah. The first movie. Well, yeah, the yeah. Katniss from the first movie. I, personally, I think is my favorite version of Katniss because she's unsure about herself and yeah. she's unsure about the situation and she's just trying to survive. And and above all, she stepped in for Prim. That was the that was the main thing. Well, for a while, she didn't really care too. She was just like, whatever. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, she went numb. She didn't, you know. Yeah. My, I'm gonna save my sister. I'm gonna die. There's no chance of me surviving. But whatever. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and die so my sister can live on with my mom. I said Prim, but I think that the 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 sister was Primrose. Okay. What was the name of the girl that died with her out there? That was like the saddest thing I've ever seen on the movie. Oh, it was like Armageddon level sad. It was like Anna Forgettable. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't keep thinking it's not Prim, obviously. But anyways, yeah, that was a good choice. All right, so we're on to my number three, Clarice Starling. That's Jodie Foster from Sons of the Lambs. And <laughs> um, am I? I'm just clearly showing my age. Yeah, from '91. Yeah. <laughs> she plays an FBI agent. And '91. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, it was an old movie for me too. Uh-huh. But I went back and watched it. Yeah, I was like, we were babies. I, I was, and I was a toddler. Six. Okay. So I was only I was watching a ton of Sons of the Lambs. Yeah. But I think I watched <laughs> it at eight. Good stuff. Um, so, <laughs> um, one thing that's cool is, first off, total badass, like you were saying on, on yours, total badass. Uh, secondly, she was not afraid to be open and vulnerable as an advantage. She showed, like, she would show some, like, vulnerability and softness to open up to, like, um, uh, what's his name? Bill, like the bad guy, whatever, I can't remember his name. And then she... Uh, the anti-Anthony Hawkins guy? No, 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 no. He's actually uh, not... Ted is his name? No, um... Wild Bill Hitchcock or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, and then, yeah, she's able to hold her own against Hannibal Lecter, which was who Anthony Hopkins played. Mm-hmm. Uh, she used him to try to help solve the case and everything like that. And he was this kind of guy that was just imposing. His presence was imposing to everybody else. And it was imposing on her, too. She's a human, not anybody else. But she stood up to him. She stood in that room with, uh, at that glass with him and just was like, 
a pillar of bravery in the face of fear uh, to get an objective done for the better, yeah. for the greater good. There's even a scene where she's like in a uh, elevator with like her fellow FBI agents, and they're clearly guys that are way higher, way taller than she is. And you see her, and it's like she's just like a shine, shining light in the darkness. She's like this little, little uh, figure compared to all these men, but it's like that's the FBI agent right there that the story's about. Yeah. That's the FBI agent that's going <clears> to <throat> use Hannibal Lecter to her advantage, and that's the one that's going to find the serial killer that's trapping trapping people in the in the well. Yeah. So it was it was really really cool. And it's Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah. I knew Bill was in there. I yeah. nailed it. Ted, Ted, Ted Ted's his real name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. Okay. So all right, Squeaks. What's your number three? All right, number three. Uh, I freaking love these women, so I'm gonna name another one. Is uh, Koei from Black Panther? The uh, <laughs> plays. Keep going. Yeah, I like uh, Black Panthers. I know. I'm thinking a Michonne character. Michonne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, What's her real name? Her real name? Like, oh, like uh, real life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. Okay, I, th- I thought you had it there. No, no problem. Um, I love her loyalty and devotion that she has for uh, uh, T'Challa. And then her, her town Wakanda. Yeah, her, her duty, whatever. yeah. Um, she, I feel like she's literally willing to risk anything for what she believes is right. Yeah. And that's how... That's, and, uh, that's how... Uh, it's shown in the last scene, too, <clears throat> which is crazy, because her love, which was that one another guy... Yeah, um, okay, but yeah. she was willing to strike him down for Wakanda. Yeah, and it's like if we all had this type, if we all her had her loyalty, like in real life. Yeah, real loyalty. That's the key loyalty, word right there. Yeah, I think as people we'd be in a much happier place. Yeah, um, and as, besides that, I mean, and also being a badass warrior, I mean, especially with the car chase scene and. She flips out of that She's car awesome. and jumps on the hood and slides puts down. That, puts that spear down. And yeah. Just, yeah that's good <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think just those two things is uh, devotion and loyalty to uh, everything that she believes in. What I like about her um, is she's a good analog for like a true knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. Like if you think of like the Kingsguard from Game of Thrones, like how they're supposed to be. Heck yeah. Like of Sir Barristan. If you're familiar with her barrister, a lot like that. So, so dedicated, not necessarily to the king or to her love, but to the job. My yes. job is to protect the king, whoever the king happens to be, because mm-hmm. she clearly doesn't agree with uh, Killmonger, but she's yeah. protecting him. Yeah. And then it takes so much for her to finally break and attack Killmonger. Mm-hmm. But she sees her rightful king is up, and it's almost like a loophole, because if the rightful king is alive, if T'Challa is alive, yeah. that means she's... that their battle's still going mm-hmm. on, so she could actually step in. Yeah. So it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> she's able to get in there. And then, yeah, you're right. She's able to, she's, she will strike down her her oh, yeah. husband or whatever she's it is. She's going to. That's crazy. Yeah. So that the true shining night is kind of a good example of like a woman women and men can be, be whatever they want to be. And so what would normally be an analog for a shi- knight in shining armor is this woman with a spear that's just kicking ass. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, I get a little off, but like, oh, yeah, a bunch of women serving a man. Well, not necessarily like that. It's also if you look deeper into these situations, you're right that it's switched roles. Yeah. Now, we, yeah, we have a man king, but we also have this badass woman warrior that's the guard of this king. Yeah. So. And they're actually, they were actually derived from, a, a, um, I want to say it was South America. I'm not necessarily saying Amazon warrior, but there is actually a tribe that it was that way. The women were the protectors. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Uh, I saw yeah, an article on it, and it was pretty sure. interesting. Read a little bit of it. Hmm. But yeah. All right, John, what do we got for number three? <clears throat> All right. So speaking of a knight in shining armor, my number three is just that. Um, she 
shows so much power, uh, shows that a woman can easily take a man's role. She wants it enough and, and is willing to step into that kind of a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shows dominance. Uh, so my number three from Star Wars Force Awaken is Captain Phasma, played by Gwen Christie. All right. Yeah. Phasma, so, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Though she's, she plays a villain... But or is I, not very okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm talking to you. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, those few 15 minutes. That's no, all. Yeah, basically. for sure. Uh, yeah. But yeah, though she she plays villain. She's mainly she looks awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know. I bought her uh, real quick. I bought her Funko Pop when Disneyland releases all these toys too, yeah. before the movie comes yeah. out. Then I buy them. I'm like so excited, and they're like, "Oh, it's a female. That's cool." And then it's like, "Oh, you're barely in this movie." Yeah. And you die real fast in the second one. Yeah, thanks for uh, wasting my money. But they'll have to do a standalone yeah. prequel at some point, hopefully. Good. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be cool. But anyways, she's cool, powerful, and shows. I mean, and the actor uh, Gwen Christie is amazing Gwen Christie, in, yeah. in uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, just mainly because uh, she shows that women can take uh, a role of a man or a man's role be more powerful. Well, than yeah, what would typically be women. a man's role. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this: not to to belittle your choice, uh-huh. but if you wanted to go with a Gwendolyn Christie choice, would Brienne be a better choice? Well, I think. Were... I think so. I think her because she shows like true honor and stuff. Yeah, like I that. think she was she was written into this role because of that character, and they mirror each other i think they're almost the same same character in different armor okay well to an extent to an but, extent but yeah if 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 uh phasma is being loyal to the empire i can see that yeah. if game of thrones was a movie or if this category included tv series oh you know what i'm sorry i was gonna say yeah we need, we need to do that yeah okay because i was gonna say because my right. top five would all be game of thrones characters well, that's <laughs> true i mean and we could do a separate top five it's in the, it's in game of thrones women Okay, it could still at, take me yeah. days, but you know we'll narrow it down. You're right. So okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Good. Good. Good catch then. Yeah. All right, Daniel. What do we got for number three? Uh, my number three is uh, Mary Poppins. Ooh. Oh my God! Of <laughs> all the people that make a twelve, you guys are both. I'm waiting for Clarice to get all this. Is what this is crazy. All right. Why Mary Poppins? She's uh. Because really she isn't. Besides everything I said, was even uh. Action movie. It's just, just the character. She's pretty much like a nanny, like a babysitter that comes, takes care of these kids, and pretty much the kids just love her, and she teaches uh, the kids and the dad a lot. And yeah, she was above and beyond her normal yeah. Call of Duty. So, and she fucking disappears tonight. <laughs> I wish you like, I wish you like I had that daddy. Tell us back in the next disappear one. When you're done, right? <laughs> like I wish I had her as my daddy. That yeah. would be awesome. Seeing dancing around the cartoons, oh yeah. 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 And spoons full of sugar left and right. <laughs> yeah. I mean who we can that's basically candy. <laughs> all right, all right. We got a return of Mary Poppins. Pretty good. So we're now number two. Alright guys I'm flexing because I got two good choices here. Uh, number two Princess Leia Organa. Oh, I she's gonna pop up somewhere. She best be popping up on everybody's list. But all right, uh, played by Carrie Fisher from first appeared in Star Wars in the 1997 film. Um, natural leader, right off the bat. She leads the rebellion. She leads the Rebel Alliance. She, you know, every little iteration, she's always at the forefront of it. Uh, the men in her life look to her for answers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Poe Dameron. He's trying to figure out how to become the next, you could tell. I'm just, spoiler alert for the future that I don't even know. Poe Dameron's <laughs> going to be the future leader of the Rebels, right? Oh, yeah. And you um, can tell that he's learning off of her, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Luke is even lost without her. 
Han Solo is lost without her. Yeah. As much as, now this is personal, and I know the timing of this is unfortunate. I'm not a, necessarily a big fan of her as a character or as Carrie, of Carrie Fisher. Okay? I know that's outside of, of people. People are going to hate me for that. I'm not necessarily a big fan of her. But as for a role model, she's top-notch. You can't deny You're talking about Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Okay. Because, okay. because okay. there's been times where she's kind of knocked Star Wars yeah. before yeah. she was being invited We're back. We're just talking about, yeah. Yeah. And then even Princess Leia herself, I kind of feel like, I don't know. I think she should have done. I think she should embrace the force more. That's just me wanting more Jedi's in the yeah. world. You know how it is. When you're a kid watching these yeah. movies, you're like, "Where's more lightsabers?" Yeah. You know. So <laughs> get a little bit of that. Finally, you know what? A lot of people knocked it on um, Episode Eight because she was in space and then she flew. I'm like, okay, a lot of people didn't like that. Remember? Yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah you're right, But right, it's right, like, right. okay, we finally got to see her use the force. So that is some true. Way, that is true. Just yeah. sensing something. You know? Okay, fair enough point uh, on that. Yeah. Now if she can just get a pocket lightsaber, I'd be happy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's a natural born leader. Um, very few people can even be in the presence of Darth Vader and not tremble. And she was like not giving him an answer. He was literally torturing her with that torture bot mm-hmm. and was not going to fold. And... Uh, and she's she's confident in her sexuality in the way that she knows to use it to her advantage. You know what I'm saying? When they when they first see her, when uh, Luke and Han first see her, and the doors open up, she's kind of like in a yeah. she's like laying down in a kind of a sexy pose yeah. or whatever like that. She knew what was going to be what was up. She, and then she was um, so I know everybody's like, well, she got captured by Job a Job of the Hut, but that's she did she didn't get captured by Job of the Hut on accident that was all on purpose the whole point of the whole plan as convoluted as it was was to get them all in that barge so they can go ape shit on Jabba and all his crew and take them all out mm-hmm. so as convoluted as it was R2-D2 had that lightsaber in him that means that shit was a plan from the beginning mm-hmm. he said a call out R2 shot that lightsaber off that means it was all planned Carrie Fisher meant to get caught and <laughs> the only reason she was caught and not killed she was using that sexuality in her favor and she's looking good confident woman right there alright yeah. <laughs> Props to Princess Leia and the gold bikini, both sides. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Squeaks, what do you got for your number two? All right, my number two. I love her since day one and it's been my crush ever since. Is uh yeah, I'll never this is like my hall pass with my marriage. <laughs> okay. Is, uh, so explain how this is your role model, go ahead. <laughs> Hermione Granger. Oh, <laughs> I good love choice, her. Good choice, good I'm choice. a big Harry Potter fan anyway. Yeah. But uh same thing with Sherry, more um more brains than bronze. Okay. Um, use smarts instead of instead of her bronze. Uh, her study has her knowing so much of um, knowledge has helped Harry and Ron in multiple situations that they would not get as far without her. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, she's also what well, one of the situations where she made potions for them to turn into. Um, dang, I can't think of them. Remember when they inter- Harry and Ron integrity in- or got to know more about um, yeah, the Hulkcruxes? I'm like reading all these names. <laughs> like the, the they took about when we talked about Draco. They talked to Draco and yeah. they like turned into his friends, Harry and Ron. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, well they yeah. only did that because Hermione knew the potions. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's the only one that knew how to use time to her. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Um, also, for her being able to have okay, she's a super accomplished wizard. She's probably the best wizard witch, whatever you want to call. Her. The best student there is, but she's also constantly getting cut down for being a muggle too. Yeah. So she's yeah, getting she's cut down by these others' true bloods, but she's showing up that she's better than all of them. Yeah. If it wasn't um, for like the natural raw power that Harry has, she would probably be the yeah. most powerful wizard in Hogwarts, right? Like mm-hmm. with her. Skill uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Other than the uh, teachers. Well, 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, so I feel with her resilience and um, intelligence is that she's a, the only reason Harry and Ron or anyone else were, were able to be accomplished what they did. Plus, so she helps build uh, Dumbledore's army at the end, too. Yeah. And she influences Harry to become the leader of that army. But it's all her. I mean, in so, the background, it's all her work. So she's the one that would be Voldemort. He who should have a name. Oh, wow. This podcast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing. Yeah. 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 Hurry, guys. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the buttons of everything. Yeah. So I love her. That's a good choice. Yeah, nice. All right, John, what do we got? What do we got for number two? All right. My number two has actually already been mentioned, uh, but I have her on here mainly because of her selflessness, her self-sacrifice, uh, willing to lay her life on the line for her family and or cause. Uh, so that's Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games, played nice. by Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome. And she's a good role model because uh, you know, if, if I want my kids to learn anything, it's that you know, if I'm in a real bad situation... Just stand up on the train for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love these life lessons that are getting handed down from dad. It's great. Uh, it's it's uh, I, I like Daniel was saying too though. Like I like I like her better in the first couple movies. She does change later on. I think yeah. in the in the, especially in the first movie, she's still in awe. She hasn't become a leader yet. She's yeah. she's falling backwards into this role because she's still finding herself a little bit too. Yeah. She really just expected, you know, in the next 24 hours or so, I'm going to die. I'm just, I'm going to step out there, get shot, whatever. I'm going to be dead, but at least my sister and my family will live on. But in this, you know, she, she just naturally awakens this character inside of her, this strength that she didn't know she had, and she develops it in this game and becomes the person that she is in the later movies. So becomes the leader that they need for the, for the cause, for the rebellion. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, mainly I like that she was willing to just lay her life on the line. For her sister. So, all in all, she's a good role model. My only problem with her, and, and I, again, don't mean to knock, every time it's your turn, I'm knocking the first time. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm <laughs> on my side. Well, he just picked it too. So, uh, I don't like how they put her in a love triangle, and it's so much oh, of yeah. her decision making. Peter and, Peter uh, and uh, Gail. Yeah. I just don't care for that. And, and that womanizes her a little bit. It, that I wish they kind of didn't try to lean into it all. What do you, well, because it's playing that, like, oh, she's, because she, not, she's not just a warrior in the middle of this thing, but oh, she's a girl, so she's got two boyfriends that she has to try to balance. Yeah, it like belittles her for her yeah. for her yeah. for her decisions, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and like she, she loves and stuff like that. She's not only one of these people that's most likely going to die, but she's also now she's leading a rebellion. But you're trying to play her off like a little girl that's you know got a crush. Don't, yeah, don't go that. Way. If you were to cut out that whole love story, yeah, or even just if you actually you know how if you were to cut out Gail. That love story would make way more sense if, like, Peter then gets brainwashed and she tries to fight to get him back. Then you have a true love story. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, an actual good love story. When you throw still- Gail in it, you're like, well, is Gail going to... Is she yeah. going to turn to Gail now? Or what's yeah. the... Does Gail do anything until, like, the last movie? Well, he's just a fighter. In the book, he's he's much... It's In the book, it's they talk about how, like, oh, you and me, you, you bring your mom out or your brothers or whatever, and I'll bring my mom and my sister out here, and we'll just live out in the forest and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they actually have conversations. In the movie, it's not talked about at all. Um, not, not to the same degree, anyways. I, I think it's I would have liked it better if they cut Peter, but either way, cut both of them and cut out the whole romance. Yeah, I don't really like Peter. I mean, she's she's yeah. I, I personally okay, maybe they were both Peter because I like Peter and you guys see it. Maybe there was something I'm just not catching. I'm a big Peter, <laughs> team Peter, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> and team Edward. Anyways, yeah, exactly. so. I, was, I was thinking that I was like, I don't want to bring Twilight into this. 
<laughs> Talk about not a woman role. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna kill myself, for my man. <laughs> That's basically her. That's all of the second Twilight was about. <laughs> all right, uh, so that was Jordan. All right, Daniel, what's your number two? All right, my number two. Uh, she's heroic. She stands up for what she believes in. She works her ass off just to learn and to do better so she can uh, succeed. And uh, that's uh, Mulan. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Mulan. Sorry, I put her in my top five. I, was, I can't uh, think I She's in my own Breaking rules to be badass. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, Mulan, she's amazing. And in that time, women couldn't do uh, male jobs. Like, couldn't be a do, soldier. Yeah, a soldier. Like worked for the, what is it? Leader, yeah, under the leader. You were like either serving yeah, or housewife, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, even in the beginning, it. they were trying to marry her off right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she pretty much uh, sacrificed her her pretty much life so that her father didn't have to go work uh, to the military because yeah. he was already sick and hurt. And then uh, she ended up learning how to fight, come badass, right? And uh, make a man out of you. Uh, good song. Good. But but just like Katniss, they played in this whole role where she's gotten a crush on the on the general, right? Yeah, but the, it was just the general, though. Yeah, yeah Peter, it was just Peter, a Peter was just a, and it was um, not about to stop her in her decisions. Yeah, it was right. not about to stop her. Yeah, it was a matter of fact. He, I almost think he slowly fell in love with her. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I think she may have had a crush on him, but I think it actually. He yeah, it stopped him that. from seeing from having the blinders that he a male had at those times yeah. of like oh an object woman well, that the blinders that they had and so he was able to see her as an equal for a bit and then in that fell in love with her and then in his life it became okay when he found out she was a woman kind of you know what I'm saying yeah. after the betrayal part you know <laughs> they did leave her in the snow yeah. <laughs> but then uh, so yeah that was a, that's a good choice yeah. That makes me want some more Szechuan sauce. No, the only reason I didn't put that in my list is because then it opens up the the whole Disney door where it's like, whoa, there's so many I Disney. Know, we do all. have top five Disney princesses in yeah, there too. There's so many I'd uh, want to put in there that I think I like just. Well, is she yeah, even considered a princess? She's not. She's not technically a princess. No, oh, well, Disney female. They announced her as a princess though. Like if she's yeah, but she's the real. I didn't see the sequel. Is she become a princess in the sequel? No, they she did that for the Barbies. Uh, I don't ever watch any Disney sequel. I only I don't watch it. And she <laughs> she does end up getting married with the uh, with that general dude, yeah. but she doesn't become a princess. So that princess, yeah. and she's actually a historical figure yeah. too. So it's not like yeah. they can just kind of make something. I thought maybe it. Disney announced it because you know how Disney sometimes will be like, oh well, she's a princess now, and they make a big deal. Yeah, they yeah, just they can sell yeah. it. I could yeah. see I could see them wanting to do that. Mm. And on a side note, the one Disney sequel you need to watch is Lion King too. Yeah, really. The music, good. man. It is. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? What's that, um, what's that one like? Uh, God, I don't know. Anyways, there's one where they're like shunning Scar's son. Oof. Outrage, <laughs> disgrace, bullshit. That's for you kids out there. Enjoy the music. All right. Good choice there, Daniel. All right, we're on to the number ones, guys. Enter cool sound effects. I don't have one yet. So there it is. My number one. I, I off of your guys' reaction alone, you're not gonna know who this is. This upsets me. Marge Gunderson, <laughs> just the phone. <laughs> yeah, Marge Gunderson, played by Francis McDormand. Fargo. Fargo, ninety-six Fargo. Okay, and so if you're not familiar who she is, she's also the character is also on the show. Is the main detective, the woman who's who's pregnant the whole time, is like running the show. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty awesome. She is pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, so let me run down some of her things. She's pregnant the whole time. 
And I'm talking like seven, eight months pregnant <laughs> like for like real, two years straight. Real life pregnant or is this movie? In the, in the show, in okay, the movie, okay, in the book, okay, everything, okay. she's pregnant. Um, it, they do reference it quite a bit, of course, but it doesn't slow her down. Yeah. She's still doing her job. She's clearly the smartest one in the room. Mm-hmm. She leads by example. She leads their fellow officers by example. She's the one that steps forward and does this. She's the one that steps forward and does that. And then everybody around her follows her example. Okay. Um, she also has a loving family and a home and she's starting a family. So it's not like she's giving up any part of her life to take on this role. And so it's kind of, it reminds me very much of Liz Lemon from 30 Rock where she, they, she always says, I want to have it all. Well, uh, Marge Gunderson has it all. She has <laughs> both. Okay. Um, and uh, I even have it on my notes. Has it all like Liz Lemon. <laughs> my notes, I wrote that down. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, she's still being able to be very feminine and and in control of her situation and of her of of, of her destiny and everything like that without having to embrace a masculine role like you'd see on like Kill Bill or something like that. So I kind of to me, she's the best role model for a woman mm-hmm. in a film because in TV I've got a whole other list. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but I, I just she's just so cool. My kids someday, I'm sitting them down to watch Fargo, and we're going to fast forward past the grinding up the guy in the butcher thing. You don't remember that because you didn't watch the TV show. It's a mess. Steve Buscemi, he dies. Um, <laughs> spoiler. And, but but it's So there's some gruesome stuff, but man, she is who to live up to be. So yeah, I love her. All right. Squeaks, what do we got for number one? My number one <clears throat> is uh, Wonder Woman, but um, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Okay. 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 Um, I like in the movie how she's very enthusiastic uh, to where, well, let me explain. When she sees snow for the first time, she's like, oh, it's like magic. And then when she eats ice cream for the first time, and she's like, oh, my God, I was telling that the seller, you should be proud of yourself. Or yeah, 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 yeah. But nowadays, like when you see something cool, I feel like some, with TVs or shows, whatever they're showing for the young people, that it's not cool to be that way. It's like, oh, well, that's kind it's of not. Neat. Yeah, nowadays we have to kind of like be sarcastic with everything, but yeah. she's earnest about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I like how she always had an idea throughout the movie that she was going to defeat Ares and it has this whole plan and then she sticks to it the whole way and actually at the end accomplished it, but it kind of goes a little haywire a little bit. Yeah. But um, very, I guess, true to her ideas or what she wants to do. Um, also, I would say somewhat of a team player only because that scene when she goes to the town mm-hmm. and like makes havoc of everything. Uh, the main, what's that main guy? I don't know. The Steve that she falls in love with is it Steve. Uh, whatever. I keep thinking Steve Rogers. I know it's not. Right? Yeah, I know. That's, that's I think American. Just, whatever it is, they would make a uh, cute couple though. But she, yeah, no, I mean, her would be. Uh, <laughs> she, he tells her that, oh, this is all you, but she's like, no, this is us that comes yeah. together. Even though it really was all her because her team kind of failed back then. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever. Like, Especially the guy that couldn't shoot the snapping guy couldn't shoot the guy in the tower. Yeah, like kind of freaked out or whatever. But um. And she destroyed her. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where are we going to go to church now? Now we're all going to hell. <laughs> are you going to help build this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, her, uh, her, I just feel like the Gal Gadot version. Gadot, her, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Uh, uh, understanding. Her, just the, her eyes and the way she expresses herself was so amazing. Because we're getting the first Wonder Woman. So she's experiencing, experience, she did a good job experiencing everything for the first time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on the Amazon Island. Yeah. Um, but on a side note, I, what I read was that she was five months pregnant doing this role. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, it didn't tell anyone because she didn't want to be treated differently. And that's uh, a damn shame. Yeah. That's a situation that we have to live in. Yeah. You know, and it's, well, you know, I understand that it may affect 
filming. Yeah. But it's a shame that she has to hide stuff. And 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 I remember it's such a big deal that it's oh my god, a woman director, amazing. She's able to do this. Oh my god. It'll be it'll be neat the day when we could just have bad women directors too, like we have bad men directors, and it yeah. not be a big deal and yeah. not ruin the the outlook for women. So we'll get there. But, but speaking but, of like women directing, after that, uh, WB right doing all the DC movies. Yeah. Yeah. They need to just, with all the other DC movies, they need to just have, she needs to walk into a room and be like, bitches, I'm taking over every movie. Yeah, just pick her, just oh, call yeah. her shot like Babe Ruth. I'm oh, taking yeah. Batman, yeah. I'm taking Flash. And they need to just give, give her the money Flashpoint. and give her, the, give her everything. After, they after cannot Wonder watch Wonder Flashpoint. I will be furious if they do. That's my favorite storyline <laughs> yeah. in DC. I know. I know. So, I'm not, now I get to knock down on your choice. No, real quick. Okay. So, Wonder Woman in the comic books, do you know what her weakness is? It's so... Terrible. It's so anti women. No, I can't. She ran I'm, reading the, I'm reading the rebirth ones right now. Oh yeah, I'm talking like I'm talking like uh, old yeah, days, forties, fifties. Yeah, yeah. If she's tied up by a man, she can't do anything. Wow. By a man with a rope. Wow. <laughs> just, just, a rope. just tied up by a man. Oh, she can't do anything. Now she's a failure. <laughs> but I don't they not like all. that idea. They retconned it all out. It's all uh, gone now. But yeah. back in the day, that was a thing. It was like, uh, ow. Yeah. They did much. You know, crazy with that. I was watching a Flintstones. Uh, way off. I was watching a Flintstones episode where Fred gets mad because the woman gets a job and she's never home cooking. So he's like legit mad and he's going to make her quit. When it's like, okay, you know, that's kind of funny, but then nowadays people will look at that a different way. Yeah. So oh, yeah. back then, you're like, oh, that's kind of just a funny cartoon. Like, wait, I got to go to work and I got to cook dinner? This is messed up. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Let's try to Liz Lemon it. I'm bringing that back. <laughs> that was a good choice. That but yeah, whatever it was. Gals version. Yeah, got it. Oh, my God. Nice. All right. John, what do we got for number one? All right. My number one. Uh, she's also fearless. Uh, like... Like I said earlier, my characters are very different. I'm trying to uh, not have them all in line with each other. Uh, she's fearless, but she's also very balanced in her life. And she definitely has strong morals and leans uh, majorly on that, on a strong moral foundation. Uh, so my number one is Leanne Tui uh, from The Blind Side, played by Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Daniel's making a bunch of faces right now. He's, you have to Darren cross out your number one. <laughs> All right, I, uh, I'll, I'll talk about my blind side. I've never seen this movie. Never. Oh, what, man. What you guys see it? Be ready to cry a little movie. bit. What's, what's the movie? Baming. Blind side. The blind side? You should know. Oh, oh the, the, the football one. Yeah. Ravens player? Uh, yeah, the Ravens player. Yeah. yeah. Where's he at now? But anyway, yeah. Still retired. A fucking multi After that movie, now we know who he is. Was he on Black Panther? No. I love Panthers. Okay, yeah, go ahead. We're losing. Uh, <laughs> it's mainly just about a woman who uh, sees a child, uh, not child, a huge uh, teenage young man going to school with her son, sees him in need. He's actually homeless living on the streets. And uh, she takes him in, even though she's like four foot five or whatever, and he's like seven feet tall. So, Jeez. you know, majorly intimidating. He grew up in the ghetto, doesn't know where his family is and stuff like that. And she takes him in and gives him a place to stay without him even accepting it. She just finds him on the street and says, hey, do you have somewhere to stay tonight? And he's like, uh, I don't I don't know. You know, I, I think I'm going to go, you know. And she's like, no, no, no. Get in the car. You're coming with me. Oh, wow. She takes him home. She ends up you know, getting him a bed in the house and buys him new clothes and starts uh, helping make sure he's doing good in school and keeping him in the football team and stuff like that. Hmm. In the end, uh, uh, her and her husband went to a certain college. so. 
they uh, were encouraging him like, hey, you know, you're really good at football. You should, you know, when you're done with high school, you should try to get into the college we went to. It's our alumni, you know, it'd be really cool. And so <clears throat> he has a lot of other colleges trying to solicit him to go to their college because he's that good. And there ends up being this big deal where I don't remember if it was a lawsuit or I think it was a lawsuit they were trying to to do where the parent they're, they're trying to say the parents adopted him just to 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 get favor into the school so they can get their son air quotes to go to the school that they went to and so then the whole you know step back and it's like oh all, all the colleges are going to start doing that then they're going to have families adopt these really oh, good see, kids yeah. to get them to go into that you know it was, it was the whole thing uh but at the end it was uh michael Orr, i think was his name yeah. in the in the end what was really cool is he's he publicly announces because they're asking him like why you want to go to the school is it did they pressure you did they pay you what are they is that why they're taking good care of you blah blah he's like no all of that, that all that's so stupid i i wouldn't do that that's not how i think that's nothing it's, reason I want to go to the school is because this is the school my parents went to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, he already thinks I'm his parents. That's, cool. like, that's just like, it was, it was really cool. So was, you did say spoiler once, and so now I know the ending. That's oh, cool. yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. Spoiler alert for the entire show. Yeah. But, man, that actually sounds like a really good movie. I'm sure, I don't know. Oh, it's it's yeah. an amazing movie. I love yeah, Sandra Bullock. Every time it comes on, I have to watch it because it's so good. <laughs> and I don't think it was it was made a big deal of or anything. I think it was it really, was. you know, it was in theaters for a while and went out, and it wasn't huge, but I like it. It, it kind of does feel like a lower, I mean, not like a low-budget movie, but. Really? No, it, I thought it was I thought it was pretty successful at the time. I just hadn't seen it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was made, you know, huge, but. Like Sandy it. Lee in there. This is going to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that like it was a yeah. you know TNT special or something like oh, that. Okay, no, yeah. no. But <laughs> but I just I mean I don't I don't think it, you didn't see it, so it must not have been that big of a deal. True, and I see everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not into sports movies, so that's why I didn't really see it. You're into sports, for, not sports movies. Yeah, I don't, uh, for all, I'm in the military. I don't watch a lot of military movies. Yeah, I, don't really I care. watch a lot of chicken yeah. books, I guess. So. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Except for those funny ones, like the replacements. Yeah, Happy Gilmore and all those. Oh, yeah. Those. oh, Happy Gilmore. Watch that. <laughs> that's a classic. Those are some real good Adam Sanders. <laughs> all right, Daniel. We know from your reaction what your number one is, but go ahead, let's repeat it. The Blind Side. Oh, what? No. no. no way. <laughs> you threw me. All right. What did you like about The Blind Side? Or it was like <laughs> everything you said. <laughs> yeah, I, just, yeah, I'm good. Like, I mean, I nailed it, but. Yeah. <laughs> we actually from the blind side, but is there anything you want to add to it that he's not mentioned? really like yeah. he, he pretty much nailed it. All right, oh man, not, good movie. Not good choice get, is a good choice. I mean, not to get like religious or anything, but I didn't realize when I first watched the movie that it was like kind of Christian based, loosely Christian based story. And then later on, watching it again, I was like, oh wow, that kind of you see, you realize that, and then uh, it kind of helps frame out her mindset through most of it. Oh, too. that's what that's what you think. She, that's what's her driving her. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, oh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. All right, well, that's our uh, top five women role models in films. I think it was a good choice, isn't there, guys? Yes. Uh, obviously, mine was best and far older than yours, so that was interesting. Um, so if you guys want to hit us up, we've got uh, everything else here at the end of the show. But um, we're also on Patreon. I've started posting things on there that's exclusive for there. Um, and... Any topics you guys have in mind, let us know. Uh, we're doing some spinoff shows right now. So if you have any opinions on those, we're going to be doing. We have one that we just recorded that's me and Squeaks going over Kingdom Hearts in our new Level Up series. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, 80s and 90s movies. We're going to be doing uh, new hit movies. We're going to be doing a show called Binge Worthy where we go over television shows. Uh, season at a time. Our first one is 
uh, Lost in Space on Netflix, Ooh. and uh, I've got a big list of complaints already for a show <laughs> that I truly like. I like the show, but I'm going to be bitching a lot. But that's just a that's just a teaser how that show is going to go. All right. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.